Hi friend! Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. All right, everyone. Today's episode is going to be special. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I had this grand idea to have my husband, who is totally not someone who likes to be in the public and share information, but was willing to open up a little bit about how he experienced me through my healing journey, because I believe it will help you if you are in a place where you are struggling and anxious or depressed and having a hard time at work, and it's affecting your relationships. I think the people closest to us are the ones that see us the most and are impacted by us through our ups and downs. And so who better to speak on what it was like uh, for you know, us during that time? And I, and I trust that this episode will be something that you can take away for your own life, your own relationships. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce my husband who has graciously said yes to recording with me. Let's welcome Abraham to the podcast. Hi, babe. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Yeah since I do live here, but thank you for inviting me (laughs) to your podcast, especially when I don't, you know, do podcasts often, but this is going to be fun. Yes, it is. I do appreciate you, I will say, for being willing, because for me, I care so much about whoever is listening on the other end, and I trust that God is working, like it's connecting to the, the, the right person who needs to hear the message, and so I just thank you for being willing to step out of your comfort zone to support me and my projects of course and in return it's helping hopefully someone else who's listening to this episode i agree i totally agree just letting you guys know i'm not getting paid for this (laughs) (laughs) just joking (laughs) wait i'm paying you for this no no i did bribe you a little bit i was like i'll pour you some wine (laughs) just sit down (laughs) That was basically it. I was like, damn. (laughs) Got you. The wine. So I want to thank you all for sending in your questions. We'll definitely be answering those along with just kind of, you know, this isn't really scripted. We really just wanted to be honest and real in what has it's been like for us and where we are today. And like the journey from really like since my sister passed away, like the trauma that I've endured and that was 2014. So a lot of my life has changed. I mean, I don't know how anyone's life when you've had a traumatic event uh, happen to you, um, how you're not affected for the rest of your life after that. You're not the same person. So for me, that like there's whenever I look back in my life, like 2014 was a year my entire world changed when my sister Odette passed away. 
So before we dive too deep, Abe, maybe just go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Abraham. I am from the San Francisco Bay Area, born and raised here. I am Ethiopian descent. I recently graduated, got my MBA from St. Mary's College, and currently I am working on a startup project uh, relating to food. And also, I've been married with Adit for two years. Been together for seven. Hello. Thanks for cutting me off. Uh, And yes, we've been together for about seven years since uh, 2013. So the first question we got was, how do you get through the most challenging times in your life as a couple? So, Abe, do you want to start that off? How do we get through challenging times in our life as a couple? Yeah, both of us, I think, is focusing on communication. We do obviously get into regular arguments, and when that do happen, it's figuring out and understanding why is why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, but at the same time, understanding where she's coming from when she's angry, and also if I'm angry or we're both confused. And it really comes from communication and poor communication. So what I do first, of course, is trying to hear you and understand you, and then vice versa too also. And I think we prove, it really improved that over time throughout our relationship. Yeah, I would say that the most important thing to remember is when I was going through it, like I was going through my depression, my anxiety, my grief and loss, like post Odette passing away in 2014, from 2014 to 2018, I think the most challenging days really, I mean, there was a lack of communication though on my end, I would say, because I didn't know what I needed. And for me, what got, I think us through from my like part of the relationship was, my spirituality i still found ways of connecting with you through our spiritual connection and being able to really like align on our a value system there for us right like through god through knowing that like like i would find ways that your sister your mom your dad like at that time my dad hadn't passed away yet but I would, we would find ways of like, they're with us and you connecting to that too was important for me, which got me through some of the harder days. And in addition to that too, also is really understanding our styles of communicating. You're the type of person where if you're angry, you want space. Yeah. And me, I like to talk. Yeah. Really dive in and talk about it. In and, the moment. In the moment, at that moment in time. So I'm trying to dig in and dig deep and trying to figure out, okay, why you're feeling this way. Like a solution. You uh, want to fix it. You want the solution. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to figure out the solution. If you're angry because it is, all right, let me figure it out. Um, so I'm in a way, I'm more black and white. And I've learned it over time. And you're more of that gray area. Yes, I live in the gray. Basically, she likes to fluff the coziness. Me more, <laughs> I'm more like I can sleep on the ground hard. Does not care. Hardwood floor. Don't care. I just, for me, that's, I, I'm asleep. I'm good. So, so black and white for me, her. I'm like, I need my six pillows. Where's my weighted blanket? I need like, like every little like corner of my coziness to feel good. Me, if you give me a box in a corner, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Wait, but why are we talking about sleep right now? Well, I'm sorry, but <laughs> going back to, uh, what we're talking about basically is focused on communication. Of course, you know, on my end, I 
when when something co- happens, I like to talk about it right away. Yes, that was uh, it. But for mm-hmm. me, it's better understanding of of understanding on her end, of course, is where she needs space. So that took some time for me to understand. But once I understand her style of communicating, if she needs space, you know what? I'm going to give her space. I'll just come prepared the following day, maybe, and then come with a better response and not come with a solution right away, but more of understanding her and just shutting the hell up a little bit. Give her some space. We did come up with something that actually, I think, saved our relationship so many times was um, we came up. Yeah, we We have a cold word. We came up with a safe word and some of like, how did we get through the most challenging times uh, as a couple was having a safe word through our communication. So because we're different, like I'm an introvert, I process alone and I rejuvenate alone and then I can come back to the conversation. Like I need some time away. Like I can't, if I'm, if my feelings are, are, are all over the place. Like I cannot engage in a conversation. Let me have my space. Let me take my time. Let me collect myself. And then I can come back where Abe is like, he wants to talk about it right then and there. And he's ready where I'm like, I shut down, I withdraw. And he's like in it. So we had to, and we live in a studio. So we don't have like an, it's like, it's like go to the bathtub if you need space <laughs> or the hallway in the outside building. But we decided to come up with a safe word for us was the word pony. I don't know yeah, why we even well, came up with pony. Well, because I, I used to go to the gym back in the days, and I remember speaking to a friend that's been married for a long time, older gentleman too also, and I kind of brought up, I, I asked him a question, my question was to him, and, and this is a great time to kind of ask questions to people that that are older than you, of course, that are way more mature, in, in a way, you can more call it, yeah, life. you can call it as, as, in a way where you're asking for an advisor to kind of give you some insight of of their experience through a marriage or even through like a business, for example. So in this case, I asked him, Hey, how do how do you get over this situation? But at the same time, how, like what, what strategy do you have in mind? And, and then he came with a quick solution, a quick answer. Basically, so he just told me was come with a code word. When you guys both notice that there's something off a little bit, either yourself or your partner, of course, has to have a code word. He said he, his code word was, I think it was horse or something like that, which it allows the, you know, each uh, each of them to understand that okay, this person's angry. Give them some space and just walk away when they say that code word and respect and, it and respect their space too. Also, so for uh, for us, I brought up. I remember bringing up uh, you know the thought, and I remember hey, just come up with a character, right? Like a random. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know who came up with with pony, know. but I think maybe you came up with pony. That's I, kind I of don't remember. yeah. But we came up with pony. So ever since then, it's been like what. I, Five years we used this yeah. strategy. So like two, even recently we used Pony, like not too long ago. Yeah. I was like, because I'm a hugger and I was like, oh, I want all the hugs. And like my love language is physical touch. So I was like, oh, like give me all the, and you were like in your zone and you're like Pony. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, and I respect that. And you, it just, I think that has been one of the biggest things is like coming up with uh, solutions of how our different styles of communication can complement each other instead of be in conflict with each other. Yes. So the next question we got is, how is it to live with someone who is working on themselves to get better? All right, Abe. So this question's for you. It'll be interesting for me to hear what you say like what was that like and what is it like for you because i'm still working on myself 
Give the give the raw, honest details, Abe. Go ahead. I'm okay with it. I give you permission. <laughs> you ask it. You asked. So uh, for me, of course, it was tough in the beginning seeing Edith's confidence kind of dropped over time and also seeing the trauma. I think that was tough for me in the beginning and seeing her seeing her hurt was tough for me of course because there was nothing I I can do. I could not fix that at all. So um, it took me a while to um, understand that I couldn't come up with solutions and for me it I've, what I've learned over time is to cope with her and kind of go through the process with her, um, which is hard for me, of course, but at the same time, I noticed that it was really hard for her too also because this is pretty much a fresh wound. Um, her sister just passed 2014, and obviously, uh, most recently, 2018, um, her father passed too also. Um, so again, for me, this is a great question. For, so for me, of course, it was just... Just kind of seeing her going through the process and being with her throughout the whole process, but just seeing her confidence go down, me, myself, and her as well too. Also just seeing that anger, of course, because we got into our arguments escalated a lot higher too. And it could be something minor, of course, too. Also, we could just get angry about something so minor as as who didn't clean the dishes, of course, (laughs) and we'll just get into a big argument. But from there, of course, over time, we kind of understand what the core issue was. And we kind of grown over that too also. So I think for us, for both of us, was to kind of, you know, understand that we we came both from a a good place and understand that, you know, we're both hurt. And especially her at that time. So I had to take a back seat and kind of go through the process with her. And what has it been like for you just working on myself still how is it to live with someone who's still working on themselves oh for you for me it's personally i understand the process i I, again i've lost a mother i also lost uh, a father as well too and and at the same time going through my own process of being a type 1 diabetic uh, i noticed nothing comes easily but you have to, to me, I feel like there's a process of understanding and a process of coping um, and being open-minded too at the same time. And uh, for me, of course, is just kind of understanding where you're coming from, of, of course, and not being too aggressive and not giving you a solution or anything like that, but just kind of hearing you out, letting you speak, giving you some space. Yeah. And um, And I think on your end, of course, I had the tools and the experience to kind of understand that. You had the patience. The I'll patience to also. You had hella patience. Yeah, and I had that too also. And I think it could be tough for others, of course, too, both male or female within the relationship too also, where they're going through this process and they're trying to understand how they are able to cope with this. You don't have to go through this personally, but I think a great thing is to do is ask questions and ask for help too also. But again, knowing is important. Knowing is really important. Yeah, I think like the part about like coming together, like we're both trying to work on ourselves to be better, whatever better is like for us or growth, right? Like, and when you think about your own life, like, you know, you've you've been through stuff. You've been through maybe not the exact situation we have, you, but you've been through your own pain, your own trauma, your own loss, your own whatever. 
um, stress, depression, anxiety, uh, work, you know, that is stressful and you take it out on the people you love most. And, you know, it's tough. It's really tough for each partner, to each person, each person in the relationship when you can't fix whatever it is that you feel helpless. So I think when you saw me really de- like depressed and I would just go to work like a robot, come home, f- you know, figure out my family stuff and then go to sleep and then just be depressed and just want to watch Netflix all day. And that's it. Like there was nothing more that would there was nothing that brought me joy. So that was, I think, hard for you to just be able to not try to fix it. Like there wasn't really anything you could fix. So feeling like helpless in those moments was, was hard. It wasn't easy. I'll be honest. I think that was, that was real. But I will say like now, uh, you know, that we've really got better at our communication, like how is it to work, live with someone who's working on themselves now? Like now we're like, it's exciting to live with you. It's exciting to see each other like support each other's endeavors, our healing, our growth mindset, and like being able to call each other out from like a a place of love and like calling by calling out, you're calling in that person, like inviting you in to the healing process with me and like expressing to you like what I need. Like as I got to know myself better, what I needed, what support I needed, I would message you even before like getting home and text you and say, I've had a really hard day. I'm feeling all kinds of ways. I just need to, you know, cuddle and watch a movie. Like, that's it. Like, don't ask any more questions. And you would respect that. And, and I also learned over time to use, uh, to use I statements. There's times where I see something wrong and I'll, and I'll get angry too also. And I'll say, oh, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. But instead of pointing the finger, what I start doing, of course, is um, using um, I statements. I'll say, hey, um, babe, what you're doing is making me feel this way. For me, it worked because I don't, to, to get things, to, to get what I want sometimes, <laughs> you may think this is funny, but, but for me, it's to, to be more specific and say how this impacts me, it gives you an understanding of how what's happening is it's impacting me, but in a sense of how I'm feeling at that moment of time versus just saying, you're doing this wrong and this is what make this feel or this is happening here or whatnot. But instead of just like, just saying, hey, babe, or anyone in your family, what you're doing right now is making me feel this way. So it allows you to kind of go see deep inside of me, kind of understanding how this feels on my end, of course, and make it relatable. So It'll, it'll touch a nerve on your end. And from there, it'll just kind of calm down your anger a little bit. So for me, it's been a great way of communicating, of course. You can call it a strategy too also. But it's little things like I statements and learning how to communicate in a way where um, the person that you're communicating to has a better way of understanding versus forcing your opinion, your thought, and your biases on that person. So it just basically at the end of the day is understanding that person and, and doing a great job of communicating. So what's the difference, Abe, for you that you see me now from, you know, like those four years where I was really depressed, anxious, and not happy at work and stressed out. What's the difference that you see now? Like how did you, how, what are some things that you've noticed along the way that I did 
that's made a difference and how has it impacted you directly and our relationship? Like, how has it been? For me, um, again, it's confidence. The first year, the first time you made the decision of wanting to go part-time, you were so scared of, of pursuing that, of course, because you're trying to figure out how am I able to pay the bills? Um, can I do this? I don't know if I should do this. You were, so, it was, so, you were questioning him throughout the whole process. But of course, I mean, obviously I was pushing you to also just letting you know, I'm like, just do it at the end of the day. And of course, we just got to make sure to, <laughs> to manage our budget. Uh, but I think, of course, it was really important to have a strategy and to understand, even if you have hiccups, you don't have to have a backup, but at least someone there to kind of give you that emotional support. Because again, it's doable. So a year or two later, uh, it's been two years now. Am I right? Yeah, I really took the plunge. Once I started to really work on myself and like unpack my grief and find the tools to really work through my anxiety and like move my body. And so my endorphins went up. So it like helped my depression. So by 2018 is when I really like, and my dad passed July 2018. So it was like five weeks before he passed is when I decided to go on my healing journey and working on myself. And also and, and from that point. And also it was a time where you were at work and you were frustrated at being at work. Oh, of remember course, I also- come home like every day and just like complain. And I remember you just told me, you're like, stop complaining and just do something different. Like, Basically, you were tired of hearing me complain. Basically. I was tired of hearing me yeah. complain. And, and this was a time where I kind of quit on the corporate world too, as myself. I was pretty much two yeah. years in. I was finishing up my undergrad. So I had that confidence at that time too also. So maybe I was a guinea pig for you, of course. Your confidence is, is amazing. At that time, my confidence was at high. It's and I was is. making yeah. less money, obviously, but just kind of removing myself from that industrial day-to-day just work life and again i am not saying that you know some people are at a great work site and and have great jobs i'm not saying that but for me personally i i didn't feel myself being at that space so mm -hmm. so it was less about like where you work and more about like are you happy and i wasn't happy i would come home and i was unhappy I was unhappy from the, from be, my environment, which was my job. And I was unhappy, which was a solution that you saw, right? And you ha- encouraged me out of the box to do something different. And then the, the grief, that's forever. That's not going away for you or for me. So it was learning how to, okay, how do I live with this big hole in my heart? Um, this big change in our family and uh, navigating that, that, and I'm still navigating that, but you know, with time, it's gotten better with time and action of like really unpacking what that is for me and my family. And so from there, what we did was we uh, created a plan and what would it take for her to work part-time of course, and pay, make sure that our bills are being covered, but for her to have that and for, and for us to be okay with eating Living below our means. Basically, yeah. Like grocery shopping, making sure we're not splurging our money and understanding our costs. Budgeting. Yeah. 
So, so for the f- ultimate goal of like really being happy because that was uh, like I was craving being alive and I missed being happy. Like I just didn't like I was so dead inside. I felt like a robot. I had nothing, you know, like just you remember like the time that I came out and I told you I was depressed. It was right after our wedding. I was like, I'm depressed. I'm like, I'm a therapist. And I'm like, I'm literally like, oh, my God, I'm literally clinically depressed. I p- remember I pulled out. We have a diagnosing book as therapists and I pulled it out and I was like, I just pointed to all the things that is under clinical depression and showed you that I'm depressed. Was it like a list of like nine or 10? Yeah. And you were like eight out of 10? Yeah. I remember you got, he got a little three by five card out and I was literally at that point, I was like, I I hit a wall. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. And I was just sobbing on the bed. And you're like, okay. And you grab the three by five card and you're like, okay, we just, let's look at just one thing, one thing you want to work on, one thing you want to look forward to. Do you remember that? Yeah. And also I even wrote in how I'm, I'm able to help you too also. And these are the yeah. things where What's, I'm going to do to help. I, I don't know what I wrote down, but I think what was important was that she was able to list out on a piece of paper what she was trying to pursue. But also I think for me, I knew that I had to push her. So I I also created my my goals too at the same time, but also I even incorporated how I was able to help her in her own goals too also to kind of give her that little push, you know? You really asked me like, how can I support you? Like, and then you wrote down the things that I like thought were impossible um, to be happy again. And I was like, I don't know, just the summer, I just want to be able to, whatever like whatever my my like i just want to be happy and you kind of broke down well, okay well what is what what can happy look like for you how can i support you and from there that's when i really began to like you 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 took it i think at that point more seriously like oh okay like it's been you know 2014 it's been four years her sister's passed and it like i think that's when i hit my own wall yeah it was four years of like a really tough time which leads into the last question which is really good is um, how did your partner support you on the bad days wow Abe yeah you supported me on my bad days in I mean not to sugarcoat it but there was times that you did a great job supporting me and there was times you didn't and vice versa but i think on the time it was a it was like a learning like lesson like the times that you didn't um like that's when we got into arguments that's when like one of us went to the bathroom to get space because again we live in a studio it was i left the house sometimes or you left the house like there was heated moments for sure um so it isn't like we always knew how to how i didn't always know what I needed for support so I wasn't able to express it and because you're someone who's like a fixer and you like to like problem solve and your love language is like acts of service and so when there wasn't a way to fix my broken heart from losing my sister and like for anyone listening like sometimes you just have a situation in your life that you there's no fix it pill it's just like it's just is what it is so there were times I think through that that over time I got to express to you exactly what I needed. So how you supported me, I think, was one, 
when I finally knew what I needed and came to you and told you, like I would text you uh, what I needed or I would ask for space or ask for like my alone time just because again, I'm an introvert and I rejuvenate and recharge by being alone. And you would respect that and you would give and honor that space. That was definitely one way. And because my love language is physical touch, another way is like, you would um, just hug me. And even to this day, there's mornings you already know, like you'll, you'll be like, do you need a hug? Right. And you'll come hug me. And you know, like for me, breathing is so, re- it like just centers me. And we just will hug and we'll just like for a few seconds and we'll just breathe together. It might sound corny or cheesy, but honestly, it really works to like calm my central nervous system down. And now, you know, I know you really like breathing uh, intentionally, too, because I kind of caught you, got you inspired. Yeah. <laughs> the other ways that you've supported me, honestly, is just encouraging me. Like times where I come home stressed out from work, complaining, I needed someone else to just be like, hey, like do something different. Like I literally like you're a broken record. Like I all I do is hear you complain. And I needed a little bit of that too. I think that support of like reflecting back to me how I was being experienced and then basically <laughs> the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you are a truth. Sometimes you Tell don't it. like to hear, but you just got to tell the truth. You don't have to be blunt and well, you can be a little blunt, but you don't need to be brash about it. But be Hard. honest, but and it's and it'll, but again, you got to tell the truth. You got to just, just, just name it to the core where something is wrong. You need to fix it. Yeah. Because this is not just irritating you, of course, but it's irritating me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and those bad days, like when it's really bad, I mean, you were very supportive. Like if I cried and you're like, oh my God, you're crying. Like this is really bad. <laughs> like you would, and you like, you knew like all I needed was a hug and a movie. Like, and I'm good. Yeah. But also bad days, I think like another way for me, I interpret bad days is when I was stressed out and unhappy all the time and and you just kind of called it out and you were like, okay, so what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And oh, hearing that for four years, finally, it got to a point where I like, okay, I got to do something about it. I think that was a big support is like encouraging me and reminding me who I am when I forgot who I am after my trauma. Yes, I totally agree. When I first met you, of course, you were someone and are someone that was motivated. Uh, I remember you were doing different things. I remember you were doing a a online art magazine. It was called Household 3. Yeah. It was you and uh, two close friends, of course. And um, I remember this is probably our first three months together. And you had this house full of house full of just just women, and it was more just it was just a, just a group of people, of course. And and remembering that you got up there and you were just talking about a book, it was so to me. It was just you know seeing that confidence you were able to go in front of people and just kind of promote that business. Uh, to me, I I thought that you were one, you were an entrepreneur, but then you just had that that huge sense of confidence. And of course, years later, of course, at that moment in time where I saw you at your breaking point, I was kind of 
wondering like, okay, what, what happened to that old person? Something had, had happened and we need to get you back to that place. So kind of missed that too at that time. And I think it's less about like getting me back to that place because I, how am I, you, you're not the same course, person after course, your but, mom passed, right? Yes. And I'm not the same person who, like, after my sister passed. It's like the, like, who am I now? But like bringing those core values back because I am someone who, like, I was full of life but when you met me. I was full of life. I was hella optimistic, hella hopeful, right? Like, I mean, my sister was battling cancer for three years and like, day in and day out i'm gonna get emotional but for three years i was like carrying the hope that she's gonna survive that right with my family and then to have that not be the outcome like how can you look at life through like an optimistic lens again you you're broken right like you're you're like you too like you've been through it and anyone else listening like it's hard to like recenter yourself and unknow what you know like you you were this innocent person full of life and hope and then like <laughs> that didn't happen and and now you're trying to figure it out again so yeah I, I was full of life before and i lost life in me until i found it again over time and the last thing i'll say on supporting on bad days is just being vulnerable with each other. Like really like stripping down the, like getting down to the bone of like what is happening deep within you and being vulnerable with each other. Would you agree, Abraham? Like vulnerability is like when I, when you or I come to each other and from a vulnerable place and share like what's happening really deeply inside, like that is a breakthrough in whatever we're arguing about. Yeah, just, being vulnerable and uh, being okay to being yourself and just talk about anything that's that's kind of happening in your day-to-day life at the same time so being vulnerable and just lowering down your your guard obviously that's important especially when you're married and especially when you're in a relationship you have to be transparent that's a must okay last question abraham how you before how you doing I'm, I'm doing good it's uh you hang in there i'm hanging in there okay good last question all right so did you supporting partner feel like there was space for your vulnerable needs how did you bring that up when you needed support without feeling like your needs weren't small that's for you abraham yeah of course i i do think that it was easy for me to you know reach out to you especially through my vulnerable state and, and communicate with you. I thought it was easy to do that. D- did you experience me having a hard time communicating with you? I mean, I think I definitely took up a lot of space, you know, because I mean, one, yeah, I think for those four years, I had a lot going on. And so I feel like I did dominate a lot of like the emotional stuff in our relationship. And there were times I, you know, I want to connect with you about your loss because I had a loss and, and you were like, okay, like we don't like, I'm not ready to talk about my mom all the time like that. Like I was, and you're like, hold on. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And I think it depends on that person though. Um, For me, of course, um, I like to bring her up, but there's moments where 
I feel like that I the best way for me to cope is just uh, for me to not to always bring my mom up. Yeah, because it, it, it's an emotional topic for me too, also especially my dad too. At the same time, they they were a big impact in my life. Yeah, so for me, of course, it was just hard to bring that up because they did pass at an early age on, on my end. But one thing that Adit has done for me is she'll it's the way she'll ask questions. She'll say things like, "How was your mom like?" or "How was your dad like?" I do think it's. It really depends on how you ask the question versus, you know, just kind of poking questions and trying to do it in a way where like why you're not telling me this, but more of in a way where you like you're really wanting to know who my mom was or my dad was or anything else that's going through my life to also say, for example, you want to understand, you know, how I what was my day like at work or at, at school, you'll ask a question in a way where you're trying to be more meaningful and really understanding my day to day, which makes me feel good about myself because, you know, hey, she's interested. She's invested. Like, why not give her that information? Mm-hmm. So I guess the question really matters for me. Um, so I think that's important. And hopefully that answers your question. I think the other part is, too, like um, when I was going through a lot of my grief and loss and depression, like how did how did you bring up what you needed a uh, what you needed support with out feeling like your needs weren't small, like you mattered too. I can't think of a specific example, but I think for me is to just bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yeah. that's basically it. Just, just bring it up. But again, bring it up in a way where, again, you got to be mindful of that person's space to also, even though I'm going through something, say, for example, she's going through something. Hear her out, understand, but try to make it relatable and just say, hey, I'm kind of going something similar. Are you okay? Is this a good time for me to talk about myself too also? And then try to find or hear her out and see if she's okay or he's okay to hear you out too at the same time. So I think that's really important. So it's just bring it up. That partner that you're with should understand where you're coming from. And yeah, and, and you know, you should be in a good relationship where that person's okay to hear you out too at the same time and vice versa. And I think that's a sign of a healthy relationship where you can have space. Even though I took a lot of space in my trauma in the in like the day to day, there was still space where you came up with your needs, like you're, you know, uh, pursuing your like education, business endeavors, like you're an entrepreneur at heart, so like you had a lot of ideas. And so, like, I supported you in that process um, while I think just having an open dialogue and communication about our our needs with each other. Yeah. But it wasn't always easy. I think there yeah. was times, like, you probably held back because I was, I was, like, a hot mess. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But at the end of the day, you have to just be honest yeah. and just say it. Again, be mindful a little bit, but at the same time, you just got to say it. You just got to say what's in your mind, what your goals are. Um, it'll, it'll be tough to not say anything and then hiding something. That person will know it, even though you're, 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 <laughs> you're, you're trying to hide it away from that person or you're kind of dancing around what your thoughts are. Being clear, concise, and just kind of just admit what you're thinking and then at the same time again you have a goal 
you shouldn't be hiding that away from that person. If you're passionate about something, don't hide it. Don't hide that. Um, and at the same time, if you're going through some kind of trauma, you got to speak it up. Just be open. Just say it. And again, you should be at that. You should be in a relationship where you should be should have your guard down and able to express yourself. That's important. You need to be in that place. If you notice there's something shaky about that, of course, Adit will probably be the best person. Yeah, to, come to, see me. It's a good plug. <laughs> to explain. <laughs> no, but for real, like you have to be in a vulnerable, like both party, both people have to be in a vulnerable place, like cool with like expressing each other's needs to one another and what you know to be able to uh really work through and not like it's not a competition like we both have needs and we both are going through whatever different life situations um and we're just coming to the table to try to be together through that journey and like uh, coming to a mutual understanding of that process right yep so we're wrapping up. I hope this episode was helpful and there's some gems and takeaways that can be helpful for anyone just like hearing from us about what that was like for us in our relationship over the last seven years. Man, it's not been easy at times, but I wouldn't have asked for a God to bring anybody better by my side to see me uh, through the darkest days of my life. And really be besides like my mom and um my family and some close friends like you know my cheerleader like on the it's like encouraging me and you saw me you saw me for who i am on days where i couldn't even see that within myself like you saw uh, like uh, all of that aliveness and potential and that joy like in me on days that i couldn't and you held the hope for me on days that i couldn't hold the hope for myself any last things that you would want to say that you haven't said um, about, about the healing journey and what it was like for you with me in that? Yeah, I just wanted to say that being with you, of course, it has been a journey. Um, <laughs> been a long journey, matter of fact, so I'll, <laughs> I'll admit that. But that being said, um, I learned a lot about myself, learned about about being in a marriage and the right ways, what are the right ways of sustaining a strong relationship and, um, and focusing on ourselves separately too also. Like for example, you're working on yourself, on your business, but at the same time on your emotional um, strengths. And for me too also, how, how do I improve myself? And then from there, of course, how do we invest into our relationships and and kind of having these main pillars. Uh, for me, I've been focused on a few main pillars. For me, it's health, um, education, um, my personal goals, but also family, and family, friends, and of course, my wife. So trying to have, well, that's five pillars. I'm sorry, not four. But just focusing on my core pillars. And I've learned that through this relationship and uh, behind every or front of or behind side by side of every man um, is a strong woman. So, yep, that's where I'm at right now. That's right. Side by side. Yeah, if I would have said behind, she'll be like, I'm not behind you. So she, she, she's that type of person. But, hey, I'm okay with it. I'm happy having a strong woman. So I'm okay with that. All right. Well, I'm happy to have a strong man by my side. too. That's it. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. 
thank you indeed for having me and thank you everyone for uh taking your time and and listening to myself and also supporting Adit. Um, she's an amazing woman, of course. And um, hopefully, I hope, I hope whoever listens to this <laughs> will learn a lot from this. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. We don't know who's listening. So thank you for listening. But thank you, Abe, for being here. Round of applause. Appreciate your time, Abraham. Woo, woo. Woo. All right. We out. Peace. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode. I trust that you will have taken something away from it for your own healing journey. If you found any value in this episode, I would love, love, love if you took a moment to just subscribe to the podcast and leave me an honest review. This really helps the podcast rank in the algorithms in whatever platform you're listening on to be able to reach other women from across the globe to be able to have access to healing strategies and tips and storytelling that can be empowering for them on their healing journey. And if you are ready for an e-course for therapeutic life healing at home in your PJs, well, I need you to send me your email and let me know that you're interested because I am launching my first therapeutic life e-course soon. Like I'm talking about in like a month soon. So right now I'm hoping that I can just be able to reach as many women to be able to let me know if you're interested, send me your email at hello at aditc.com. That's hello at aditc.com. And I'll be able to send you all the information, including pricing and what's included in the e-course and this is really for the woman who wants to overcome her fear to be able to share her gifts with the world and really uncover uh, things that in the past might be still roadblocks of fear coming up for you now so we're going to dive into inner child work attachment we're going to be diving into really help the brain and the body show up and respond to fear there's going to be journal prompts and dance breaks and a private facebook community group for women to come together as communities of women from all over and heal together in circles and encourage one another along the way. Send me that email, girlfriend, because I cannot wait to meet you and cannot wait to just connect in the community together and empower one another along our healing journey. 